Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What is going on, people? You know that sound. It is the unfiltered band back in the act. And away we go. It is episode number 13. Lucky number 13 of the pod, Unfiltered. And thank you to the Unfiltered Band. Check is in the mail. Uh, you can check us out on Twitter at Casey Stern. And, of course, uh, if you're on YouTube, everywhere you get your pods. If you're on pods, you can get it on YouTube. It's Believe's channel or on mine. Lots going on, obviously, in the world of Major League Baseball. I want to cover a bunch of things today. And I'm excited to kind of go through some of the excitement and then also some of the rationalizing that I'm going to give you about the max, the series that is the max series so far in the season, probably in the sport and the series that is going to be about the max, assuming that the weather would hold up as we tape this tonight on a Monday in July, as Max Scherzer and Max Fried are set to go up uh, mano a mano here to start this series between the Mets and the Braves. I also want to hit All-Star. I want to get into the Orioles. I want to talk about the Angels. I want to talk about Otani. I'm going to talk about the first half a little bit, a bunch of stuff here to get to. There will be a bigger first half kind of a breakdown in review kind of a thing with some other uh, MLB fun as a uh, reunited, because it feels so good, edition of the podcast is coming at you here tomorrow, episode 14, or whenever you're listening to it, it'll just be the next one. And uh, Spilly, my old broadcast partner, my good friend Ryan Spielborgs, will be joining me for that. So I'm excited about that. Lots to cover. As always, you can get me on Twitter at Casey Stern. Let's get at it. What is a big series? <clears throat> a big series is a playoff series. A big series is the World Series. A big series is a series in September where you can get into the playoffs or lose a playoff spot. Those are really big series. A big series is where you're about to be eliminated. Those are a big series. Okay? It's a big shot. It's a big salad. It's a big series. However, this is a big series. All right? Now, I'll tell you that your psyche in a boxing fight, right, or in a UFC fight, depending on how many rounds there are, you can have so many different ups and downs and machinations of, okay, this is a big moment. This is a pivotal moment. This is a, a, a moment that's going to be the, the turning point, right? In a baseball season, you got so many turning points, literally you're making yourself dizzy, okay? All right? Seriously. I mean, you're making more spins than you did not spin the bottle. I mean, it's just going around and around and around because it is such a long and winding road, all right, in the Major League Baseball season. However... Because it's kind of nestled and cuddled up against the all-star break where the players have to, and it's, it's almost right up against it, right? There'll be another series for each team after this, but it's, it's close enough that it's going to leave a lasting impression to the players on the teams, not nearly as much as it's going to, to the fans, the fans, whether it's down here in Atlanta where, you know, I am the enemy, if you will, to use the, the, the word, you know, from, uh, uh, William Miller in, in you know almost famous. I'm like the enemy being the Met guy here. But whether you're a Met fan or a Braves fan or a fan of any of these teams, right? Yankees, Red Sox just had a big series. The fans are going to live with it more than the players because <clears throat> the players don't have any time. They have no time to think about it. It's like you know you can't be sad about a relationship if one starts the next day. You can't be sad about a series ending if one starts the next day. 
Though the All-Star break is coming, so there's a little bit more of that. But I think for the Mets and the Braves for this series, let's make one thing clear. And it's not going to be a be-all, end-all for either. If the Mets sweep this series and they set their four and a half games up, if the Braves swept this series and they sat their two and a half, it's not going to matter. There's still going to be a lot more that is going to come the rest of the way. All right? However, however, being totally fair, for the fans certainly— and I think even a little bit for the players, this is this is more important. I don't want to say much. I'm trying to be careful with over-exaggerating this. It's more important for, for Met fans. It's more important for Met players. It is. Not for Max Scherzer, who's been on the team a few months, and he's already won, and he knows, hey, look, everybody counted us out. We had to win four games on the road to win a World Series, right? By the way, I've always drank a lot of Monster Energies, so as sponsors line in, Anybody knows anybody at Monster Rehab that's, you know, feel free to call us. You're happy to jump on board and be our unfiltered monsters. Um, when you sit there and you think about this series, if you're a Met player, this is a chance, regardless of what's happened with the lack of scoring offensively and, you know, outside of really, a, a, you know, a couple of late wins, one with a Marlins r- miscue and another where they came back and were able to score a bunch of runs that didn't matter, just to kind of pour it on to beat the Reds. And it, it's the Reds, right, which even Brandon Nimmo pointed out after the game. It, it's been a couple of weeks of not hitting for the Mets. They have not played well. Now, it's a long freaking season. Baseball is a long season. There's no such thing as going 162 games and being great the whole time. It doesn't happen. It does not happen. It doesn't happen. All right? Every team, and I say this all the time about over-exaggerations at the beginning of a season. One of the reasons why I've always enjoyed over-exaggerations at the beginning of the year and had so much fun with them over the years and, and making fun of people and calling them dodos is because you go 0-4 to start a year in the NFL, it's a big deal. You go 0-4 to start the year in baseball, you got 158 freaking games left, right? Davey Martinez, 39-51. and 51. The Braves at this point last year. The Giants in 2010 trailed the Padres most of the season in their division, like almost all of the year. Ended up in six games they played in the last two weeks, clipsing them for the division. Next thing you know, Cody Ross became a hero. Marco Scudero was like 87 years old at the time. They beat the Phillies, who were never supposed to lose to anyone, and then they went on to win one of their three World Series in a, in a group of just a few years, right? You don't know what the hell's going to happen. The Kansas City Royals. The Kansas City Royals, the first— This is And think about how late these things are that I'm describing, right? It's not like, remember, back on July 8th, right, July 10, July 12, the Kansas City Royals forget just getting into the playoffs, right? But the year they won, they're down 7-3. to three in the- They're down 7-3. Excuse me, sorry. I got excited again. They're down 7-3. to three. In the seventh inning, for crying out loud, all right, of a game where they're in the playoffs and John Lester is against them. That's over. He's one of the best big game pitchers of of our lifetime, right? This game's over. It's over. You go home. It was nice. Glad you made the wild card game. Goodbye, right? 
Terrence Gore runs around the bases. Hosmer and Gordon hit home runs. Whatever the heck it was, and they're gone. Then all of a sudden, they beat the Angels, who won 98 games in three days, knocked them out. Trout went like one for 11. And then all of a sudden, you're moving on and on and in the World Series. Beat the Orioles and then the Mets. That, that's how this happens. I mean, look, you just don't know what's going to transpire in a baseball season. And that doesn't go for July. It goes for August. It goes later than that, depending upon how far behind you are, obviously, right? I'm not talking about the Pirates and the Reds right now making a comeback. So think about like how many different chapters there are in this book of a long baseball season. But when you have a little bit of extra time, especially during a break, to sift with it, when you're trying, and as a Met fan, I lived this, and every Met fan did, for years with the Braves during their heyday, when they won 15 division titles in a row. You were always trying to prove that you're not the little brother anymore. And there's something to that. Look, I, I think in keeping with New York as a theme, if you're a Tampa Bay Rays fan, and I, I remember talking to Tampa Bay Rays players a couple of years ago on the air about this, and they admitted it afterwards, after the season, after the year Brasseau knocked him off in the, in the playoffs and he, when he hit, got Chapman revenge, right? I remember talking to them, and they, you know, players don't admit this during, but they admitted it after. They, there was this feeling of, we're going to prove to the Yankees, and with that it was financially and all this other stuff, but we're not your little brother, bro. Like, we're here, to, we're here, we're here because we're better than you, and we're going to beat you, and we're going to punish you, and we're going to remind you that you don't have anything over us. It's the thing, speaking of the Yankees, that they've had over the Twins since seemingly, I don't know, dinosaurs were roaming the earth. I mean, literally, it's ridiculous. It's, it's absurd. Okay? They got that voodoo on Minnesota. Well, in this situation with the Braves and the Mets, it's not like it was when the Braves were winning all the division titles, but the Braves did win three of them. The Braves did win a World Series, and the Mets have been the Mets. Hi. So it is... It is a, a, a point in this long journey, this long maze of a season where the Mets get to show and what it's going to mean. Look, again, if they swept Atlanta to Atlanta, it's like, oh, shoot, we're four and a half games out. Now it's going to take longer to get back. And they're not going to care. They're not going to care. All right. But if you're the Mets and you can win this series and play well, I think for those players, and a lot of them have not experienced this. You, look, All-Stars, like the Jeff McNeils of the world, right? Edwin Diaz was in Seattle, right, where maybe this year, maybe this is the year, maybe, uh, they, you know, where it, it's been you know, raining on them forever, literally like it does in the city. Beautiful city, but a lot of rain. And he didn't experience any winning there. Then he came and was a disappointment. People were upset about the trade and, you know, the eating of money and all that stuff because they, they, they thought – you know, he was a disaster, not so much. Right now, he's the best closer in Major League Baseball again, by the way. Edwin Diaz is the best closer in Major League Baseball again. So he's ascended back to that. Remember, go back a bunch of pods ago. You know, I say a lot of stupid things, but, you know, I kind of, I, I feel like I know people, and that's why I, I, I love covering sports, is you just kind of follow and learn 
trends based on what you see of people. Remember when I was talking about Beltron after the first year that he was in New York? Uh, you could talk about even Tino Martinez when he replaced Don Mattingly. You talk about Didi Gregorius, who became a great player for the Yankees for years. After replacing Jeter, he came in, it was like an error every five seconds, and then he was really one of the MVPs of the club in a couple of their runs, played very well and became a fan favorite. It is hard to play in New York. It is hard to play in the Northeast if you're in Major League Baseball. That's it. Philly, Boston, New York, it's difficult, okay? But Diaz okay, came over from Seattle. You know, playoff experience, being in that moment, no. not No, this is all new for him. Pete Alonzo, this is new for him, right? These guys haven't succeeded. These guys, they actually had a, really a pretty good year, 186 games, the Mickey Calloway weird season, despite all the things that happened. And, and, and during that year, they had won 16 out of 17 in a stretch that I talked about in another pod with Todd Frazier, but they never experienced anything like they're about to go through down the stretch here. And it's going to be a first for a lot of them. It's why having the Lindors and the Eduardo Escobars and the Mark Cannas and some of the veterans who've been through different machinations of this and, and guys like Max Scherzer, certainly in the penultimate of that, it's important for them, right? And maybe even adding more of those kind of guys, including a couple in the bullpen when we get to the trade deadline down the stretch. Like, for example, David Robertson would be an interesting guy. When you think about this team, it's going to be more important for them, for their own psyche, despite everybody says all the right things, and they're right. Look, hitting can go into the shitter for a few weeks, right? Same thing for pitching, same thing for the bullpen. It's like anything else, right? It's like, you know, if you're not Steph Curry, you could struggle in shooting for like a few days and then still bounce back. Remember when Clay Thompson was struggling a couple of, a few years ago before his injury, he laughed that um, people, he was joking, were like on telling him how to shoot on Twitter. Like, they, really? Are you serious? Like, you think he forgot? He didn't forget, right? The guy was in a slump, broke out of it. That's it. Even like a, way above average humans have that in sports. Well, teams get that too. And then it becomes like some kind of a, it's almost like it's, it's contagious, right? Like lineups get hot, they catch fire, and then they go out and they go cold. Well, it's been cold. But you come down to Atlanta here, win two out of three, and you head into the break, you're going to start feeling really good because that'll mean probably, A, unless you get swept afterwards and, and Atlanta wins three, you're probably going to be in first place. And does that mean anything? No. In the grand scheme, it doesn't mean anything. Is it going to be fun for them getting interviewed a thousand times by the media at All-Star as a first-place team? You bet your ass. Of course it's going to be fun, right? They want that. They need that mental side more than the Braves do who just won a championship. That's a new Braves team, right? You've got Olsen. You've got Freddie Freeman. You've got guys who have been in this moment for the first time, right? But for the guys who have won, like look, Travis Darno, between like, you know, you know, if you think the Mets gave up on him or what he did in the World Series, now an All-Star game, he don't care. It was three games for the Mets. They're not going to care. That's By the way, it's a compliment to them. They've been through that. Snit and that group been through that. Buck Showalter with this group, this is their first. Okay, now... Now, don't let it slip away, right? Like, show me this thing's not slipping through your fingers. This is a big-time moment for this team. It, it is. But let's not over-exaggerate it, no matter what happens, which is what's going to happen. I mean, you look, Scherzer gives up eight runs. Uh, it's going to be the season's over, right? If he throws eight scoreless innings, they don't score. It's going to be the season's over. And if they win eight to nothing and he throws a no-hitter, the season's over the other way. Everybody should shit, sit down and they already won. It doesn't work out that way. Baseball is a long freaking season. It takes forever. It takes forever. They get 18 total days off. This thing takes forever. So it's a big series. I'm excited about it. It'll be fun. You get jacked up. Get into it. 
as a fan, I always say this, soak it up, absorb it. Like, you have to understand the rationalizing part of it because, and I explain it to you, not like you don't know, you just hide it somewhere you don't want to know, right? It's like you understand what's happening, but you don't really want to, like, yeah, I know I'm over-exaggerating and it's not that big of a deal, but let me get into it. You should get into it, absorb it, go to the local bar, get crazy, you know, not too crazy, right? And don't drive. Um, but, you know, go out and go have fun. Go to the park. Go to the game. Fly down here to go to the game. Whatever the case is, on both, both sides, get, get nuts. Have a good time. Have a good time with it. But remember what it is and what it isn't, all right? It's kind of like hang with and remember what it is and what it isn't. I mentioned uh, the first half. I want to talk a couple of things about All-Star next. And this is, again, trying to rationalize you a little bit, all right? People with All-Star get nuts. It, just like the Hall of Fame. Voting for anything, people are mad. How'd they get kicked off American Idol? Well, did you vote for them? No, I voted for the person who didn't need the vote. Well, then it's your fault, dopey. Like, but people get mad about every kind of vote. Voting, it, we're not talking about politics, it's a different kind of mad. But everybody gets mad about every kind of vote, and how can you do this, and it's why there's polls for that, and whatever, right? All-Star snubs. There are definitely some big snubs if you look at these two rosters. Carlos Rodon is number one for me, without a doubt. But the dude's going to be in the All-Star game. I'm telling you right now, I'm not Miss Cleo. I can't see the future. I'm not Nostradamus. I'm telling you right now, if you listen to this a week later, two weeks later, two years later, I guarantee dude's in the game. I bet you, right? Or if he can't start that day, he's elected. He tipping his cap. When you look next to he's tipping his cap, all right? Dylan C's probably tipping his cap, right? To France, uh, you can think about some of the other guys who, Wheeler, right? And Philly, uh, we even go back to San Francisco with Webb. There are a bunch of guys who could be on the list. Uh, they're going to be there eventually, right? They're going to be there. Taiwan Walker, they're all going to be there. Why? Because you get 700 damn replacements to this game. It's a, God, it's a joke. Now, going back to what I said in a previous podcast, when you soak up the history of it and you make it fun and you do those sorts of things like with Pujols and Cabrera, that's great, right? That's a different kind of a scenario. I love that. Like, let's make it fun and let's make it about, like, spotlight and r the romanticism of the game. And, and Cowboy fans are the worst, by the way. It, it make it all of that, right? But let's not forget that you've got guys who don't want to start. They can't start. Teams won't let them pitch. So they're on the roster, but then they can't take up a spot because, you know, you don't want to end up in a scenario like we had years ago. So what if, uh, you know, what if there's no pitchers? And, you know, you don't want to have that. Okay, so you've got to have enough guys. So now you're going to have a ton of replacement pitchers. You have guys who, like, can't go or they got, like, an oopsie or an ouchie or the team's creating one because they don't want them to play. Whatever the case. There's, like, a hundred of these. And I, I said this the other day. On Twitter. I, I said this the other day on are so many there are so so many different times where you get into a scenario that like being totally fair with you right there are so many different times that you get into a scenario where you've got guys who are in the game right or they're at the home run derby and we're sitting there and we're we're following it we're covering it and i've done these pregames for this like a million times right you're at the home run derby and you're like, how'd this dude even get in the game? Like, I didn't even know he was here. Well, he got selected, and then this guy couldn't go there. And then, like, they got the parties going on on Sunday night. And then you got guys, like, flying at the last second. I mean, that's just the way it is. I mean, look, that it happens that way. It happens that way. It does. 
I mean, there are times where you don't even know who's in the game because there are so many different replacements because of injuries. And remember, you've got guys still that could get injured for the rest of this week while they play, right? So that's something that could happen. This all-star thing, please, people, don't get so crazy. Don't get upset about snubs. Don't get so mad about who gets snubbed and why. All right? Don't get too crazy. Part two of the pod coming up uh, in a couple of seconds for me and uh, for you in just a wee bit. Don't go anywhere. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.